This message is brought to you by Nuveen. Nuveen has provided investment excellence for 125 years with expertise across income and alternatives. Nuveen continues to expand its capabilities while maintaining its legacy as a leading investment manager. Visit Nuveen.com to learn more. Investing involves risk. Loss of principle is possible. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. I am Paul Vigna. I'm Stephen Grosser. And uh, th- this week, Stephen Grosser, is sort of an interesting week because, uh, I mean, look, always the data kind of reflects on, on what the Federal Reserve might be doing or thinking. But it seems like this week's data especially is data that doesn't necessarily – it's not top-tier data that's going to stand on its own. It's all kind of data that points towards what the Fed is, um, Fed, the Fed is thinking. No, I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, there are a couple of points. I mean, the Fed minutes are always are important. Obviously, first right. You know, sort of adding some thoughts to how the Fed is thinking about the economy, raising rates, unwinding yeah. its balance sheet, and then then there's obviously, I think, the other big one this week is probably retail sales, and uh, which is you know people pay attention to because right. the health of the consumer and given how much the consumer makes up of the economy, it's an important gauge. Right, and you have uh, industrial production, a couple of regional Fed business surveys. So to kind of get the the sense of what the Fed might be thinking, where the Fed might be standing, we are going to speak today. We have her on the line right now. Beth Ann Bovino is U.S. Chief Economist at S&P Global Ratings. Hi, Beth. How are you? Great to be here. Uh, so, you know, I know we're looking at the week ahead, but we can't help but kind of look at the week behind because on Friday we got a, a pretty important inflation number, which really is going to color everything that we're talking about. So... Uh, Beth, where, where do you think the Fed stands right now? We think the Fed, um, we, uh, you know, already the inflation readings were getting a bit, uh, bit weaker than what we or the Fed would like to see. I think they're feeling comfortable. I suspect they're going to, to be uh, very much in line with that. The economy is continuing to expand moderately, but that softer and, infl- and then expected uh, inflation data that seems to always mm-hmm. be on the minds is going to keep them. Uh, we think that's going to keep them on hold. Uh, I think it's going to force their head. We, we don't think they're going to move on rate, uh, rate hikes this year. Yeah. This year, so through through December 2017, the rest of you don't think they're going to do another uh, 25 basis points this year. We're gonna. We think they're gonna skip on. We think they're gonna skip on raising rates. We do think, though, uh, for those of you who are really eager to know, uh, that they are going to move on the balance sheet. Uh, that seems to be already in place, and that's gonna take. You know, that that process of unwinding this very, very large four and a half trillion dollar balance sheet is gonna take years, not months. So why not get yeah. it started now? Given, I mean, your view on this, what it, like with the Fed minutes coming out on Wednesday, what are you going to be looking for in those minutes to sort of add clues to you know what you think the Fed's going to do going forward? Well, the question on my mind, and I suspect a number of other people out there, is whether the Fed is going to continue to stick with this uh, inflation is a uh, being affected by trans. Transitory factors, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what they have been saying. That gives them a little bit of leeway to say, "Oh, well, it's just transitory. We can still move on raising rates." If they take that out, or if or if those if those members start to show some concern there, that really almost kind of puts a nail in the coffin for another rate hike this year. They're going to skip it. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's funny about those transitory things too. I mean, the usual. 
look, for years and years and years, the thought has been that you know oil and food are very volatile and can be transitory, and that's why we kind of keep them out and put the core in there. You have a core reading that strips those out. And, You're talking and now, about for inflation. For inflation, yes. I'm sorry, for inflation. Uh, and now you have a situation where they're they're drilling even deeper down into what what might be a transitory quote unquote factor. Correct. I mean, they're talking about uh, I think a cellular usage and right. also drugs. You know, everybody. You know, I go to the pharmacy a lot. Uh, so all those things. That's what they were driving at. And sure, there was a real large. Um, drop down on some of those readings, but I don't think that's enough. Uh, we're, we're looking at other factors that seem to suggest that it's just getting a little softer. And then add to this, if indeed we at S&P Global are correct and that the Fed will announce that they will be, uh, that they will be starting to unwind that very large balance mm-hmm. sheet and they announce it in September, that's uncharted territory. They expect it to go gradually and slowly, but what if it's even sharper than that? That means that they may not want to move on interest rates going forward, or at least going this year. One of the questions, and this sort of came out of the June meeting and some of the speeches given by Fed officials, is the financial conditions and how loose they become, especially in a rising rate environment. What's your view? And do you, are you expecting the Fed to sort of, like, you know, to get any clues to their thinking about that in the minutes? Well, I think there, I suspect they will continue to talk about that. I think, so that's something, that's one of the reasons why they do want to move sooner than later. But of course, it always depends on the data. Uh, they're worried, uh, that investors will be taking undue risks, that you could start to see, uh, kind of an increasing pressure in, as you said, in the financial markets, and that we'd end up, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but a bubble down the road, and those are concerns that they are, ha- they have. And so that's why they do want to move on bringing the monetary policy back to normal. They just know that they can't go too fast. So I suspect they'll be talking about it. I was just going to I was going to move on. Do you have any questions on the Fed? Yeah, I I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, this this whole idea of the balance sheet and unwinding the balance sheet and and building the balance sheet up obviously involved them, you know, putting a lot of money into the capital markets. And I always wonder about this, Bethann, what your take is on this unwinding that no matter how slowly they move has to involve removing that same liquidity that they put into the market. However they do it, whether they let these these bonds on their balance sheet just mature and they fall off. I mean, one way or another, they are taking liquidity out of the market. Am I, am I right or wrong about that? No matter how slow they move, it still is changing the financial landscape or, or the investing landscape, I guess, broadly speaking. Well, yeah. I mean, it's you know they have a they have a one they have a what is it four point five trillion dollars um, sitting on the balance sheet, and that's a lot of money out there right. for investors to and and basically everybody to 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 work with, and that actually expands the economy. And it also what the worry is is that without all that out in the market, that also causes inflation. Now they haven't really seen that, and that's one of the worries. Right. They do want to bring down they do want to bring down the balance sheet to what they think is normal. Uh, normal operating procedure, and and that actually is about half. I think they're saying around two to two and a half trillion. So even though they are going to shrink that, it's not as much. It's not going to zero. So uh, it's no, still a big no. job, big job, but it's still going to be it's still going to be taking money out of the economy. Right, right. And I think it was about eight hundred billion before the crisis. So yeah, obviously not going to zero. Uh, I guess just a question of, yeah. of where. Yeah, and obviously. The Fed cares about, you know, what consumers are doing out there. And we'll get a, uh, an important read on the state of the consumer this week when the retail sales report comes out. 
That's right. Uh, yeah, the retail sales report's coming out, and it's we, what we want to see is uh, we need those consumers to get to the mall. Uh, they, they took a break, it seems, earlier this summer. May and June were pretty lousy readings, and that's, not, that's across many, many, sector, many sectors. And so um, what we are expecting is that to, co- to come back, we're expecting a pretty nice reading for both uh, retail, overall retails, but also for core, and that would be excluding uh, going to the gas station, going, building stuff, and autos. And we expect to see a nice reading for that. Um, and that's what the Fed's going to look at. One thing I want to say is that why do consumers matter so much? It's because they make up almost 70% of economic activity in the U.S. And so we really need them to keep this economy moving along. Right. In one term- of the, well, sorry. I was just going to jump in there. with One of the, the things that sort of we've talked a lot about on the podcast is this sort of look at consumer sentiment. It is high um, historically. And then you look at retail sales, and they continue to struggle. What's sort of going on there? Well, I think, well, there's a couple. One one thing to point to and something that came out a while a little while ago is that wages have been rather flat. Um, they've been up, but around 2.5% year over year, according to the, um, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which is, you know, where, from where we are in the recovery, we'd expect to see a bit more than that. So that's, you know, pocketbooks are a little tight, so that will be one factor. Another factor is that you're expecting, you see people, you know, how many people go to the mall these days? A lot of money has moved right. into online, online sales, and that also is certainly hurting the brick-and-mortar mortar, uh, shops out there. Yeah, and you will, you'll see that in the report. Within this report on, on retail sales, they break out, I think they call it non-store uh, is, is the line item where Correct. you'll see it. Right, and it's basically, it's, it's, on, it's online sales, and I think there's some other smaller component of that. But that number is always a double-digit percentage gain because more and more people have been going online over the years. And you will see the, the retailers, the main line, are basically flatter down. One of the questions also I had was just about uh, Amazon had its Prime Day during July. Is that going to impact retail sales figures at all? Um. It's a good. I mean, it's a good question. Uh, Amazon is certainly uh, Amazon has moved into a lot of areas. Um, we'll we'll have to see what happens on yeah. that. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Just going to add when I'm looking at the you know the most recent data on retail sales, uh, you have you you have department stores as as we were talking about. They're down year over year. Uh, they're they're down so sharply on a yeah year over year. They're down almost four percent in terms of sales. Where non stores, uh, basically those Amazons and all the other uh, all the other online people mm-hmm. uh, on, on the shops are over nine percent up. It's the yeah, largest. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, I, there's a number also that's coming out this week on housing starts, but mm. if you look at the overall construction readings in terms of construction numbers, where you're seeing the hit in terms of commercial construction, one of the big areas in retail, basically in retail buildings, not needed. The malls are are are, are getting are getting crushed because people because because stores are moving out. Yeah. What talking about housing starts? What are you expecting there? We're, uh, well, I guess it's good to talk about some good news. Um, housing, we're expected to see uh, continuing to improve. We're looking for housing starts to come in at around, I guess, 1.2 million. Uh, holding up over that million mark is a real positive, and we do expect it to climb higher for the next uh, year or two, reaching that 1.5 million finally after so long. Uh, one of the reasons why we're seeing healthy, healthy numbers there is jobs are holding up relatively well, and and that you know that that strong stock market is maybe not helping those kids get uh, 
um, get a higher paycheck, but it's certainly helping their parents uh, give them a little money to buy that down, pay- put that down payment down and get them out of the basement. Beth Ann Bovino is U.S. Chief Economist at S&P Global Ratings. Beth, thank you very much for spending some time with us. Thanks for having me. We're talking about the economy, the Fed, all things that you will be hearing about in the week ahead. You are listening to Money Beat from The Wall Street Journal. Rapid expansion? We're ready. Worker shortage? We're good. Anything can change the world of work. A celebrity buys the company. Depends on who it is. But relax, we've got ADP. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. For more insights, enable the Wall Street Journal skill on any device with Amazon Alexa. Get all of our podcasts, as well as the latest news and market updates. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. Welcome back to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Paul and Stephen here in the studio. Let's switch gears here for a second because you might be surprised. It is still earnings season. Still some companies have not yet reported earnings. And as usual, the retailers are the retailers closing it out. Right. And they last, their... week, last week, they, the department stores kicked it off and it was a little bit ugly for them. Yeah. And this happens because they all have they have a fiscal year that is about a month off of the calendar year. So they all end up with a date later, slightly later reporting date. So that's why the retailers always bring up the rear on earnings season. To discuss it all, Khadija Safdar, Wall Street Journal retail reporter, has joined us in the studio. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So this is exciting times, right? Retail reporting earnings season. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> the least the stock moves are exciting. Yeah, the stock <laughs> moves are exciting. If you look at it that way. <laughs> not exciting if you're an investor, I guess. You know, I'd like to point not, out. Not exciting if you're long. What happened last week and with JCPenney, the slide it had on Friday morning after it reported, dropped it down. You know, it's basically been trading under four dollars off and on for you know several months now. But it dropped into under four dollars, and five dollars is now below five dollars is now considered a penny stock. Yeah. So well, it is a penny stock, and interestingly, another factoid: TJ Maxx has a larger market cap than all the department stores combined. Wow, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, just dropping some uh, knowledge TJ, on that for that, everyone. That's TJX Co's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, TJX, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so Khadija, what happened with JCPenney on Friday that drove the stock down so much? And is there anything that you can draw out of that um, and that would affect the yeah. ones that are coming up this week? And Macy's, Nordstrom's, and Kohl's, and the yeah. rest of the ones that reported last week? So, so the department stores reported last week, and investors are still pretty spooked by what's going on with retail. And it's just the same story. The rise of online shopping, too many stores. Um, they're having a lot of trouble getting shoppers in the doors. So actually, Macy's and Kohl's had less declines than people were estimating, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that it's looking good. Um, so, ne- so next week, we're expecting Target on Wednesday and then Walmart. And um, for Target, we have a pretty good indication of what's happening because they um, raised their profit outlook. So... They likely pre-reported. So with the Target situation, it kind of reflects what's happening with the department stores is that you see kind of a slight pickup with shopper traffic. Mm -hmm. I think in terms of like the long-term view, it's pretty much the same. Um, It's a down sector. There's like things that people are going to be looking out for, like where has Target invested in in the last couple of months because they announced in February that they would be making um, huge investments in their business. So. Yeah. And then Walmart. Walmart seems, are they one of the few retailers that can maybe compete effectively online? 
Um, so that's or, to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely across the board, um, people are a lot more optimistic about Walmart than Target. Um, but they're also a lot further along in their investments that they made. They made those investments that Target has decided to make this year a lot mm-hmm. earlier in their stores, and they've been snapping up companies and investing yeah. in e-commerce. So, um, so we'll just have to see whether, I mean, whether this will translate into anything good. People are um, investors are still pretty skeptical, yeah, just because. They're in a position where they have a lot of stores, and and they are so far along in their investment process. So it's kind of like, what can they do now? Right. I mean, it will be interesting. A lot of like the acquisitions from Walmart have been to expand its digital or its you know selling online, online sales, and so I think that's one thing to watch is to see how that their online sales are performing. And then also, people will be looking to see if there's any more guidance on like what they're going to be doing with these buzzy e-commerce brands that they're buying. Um, they haven't really integrated those into their business. So so far, it looks like they're just having a stable of companies. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that was uh, one of the yeah. interesting, one of the deals, what is it? I'm going to screw up the name. Bonanos, right? Is that the? Bonobos, yeah. Bonobos. <laughs> I, 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 it's one of those names you see and you know you're always pronouncing it incorrectly. I can't believe you got that wrong. You're such no, a, you're I, so I, not I know. hip. I know. I know. How could you're you so not, not know? I mean, everyone who's seen me you know, dress knows that I've been described as an extra from Spotlight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spotlight. Everyone knows. Um, Khadija and I definitely would have pronounced it correctly. I would have done it too, <laughs> correctly. Fact, believe I would, me. I, would, I believe you. I would okay, like to good, point out you. they had just Total opened lie. a store in my neighborhood, just blocks from my uh, house. Have you? Been, uh, clearly, no. you haven't been in there. No, yet. I have not. I, I, I don't have not for any other reason than I'm, I'm, I'm like you, like you, Paul. I'm cheap. Uh, they're they're interesting stores. They're guide shops. Yeah. They don't really keep much inventory in there, so you just go in, kind of give your size, and then you place the order online. Yeah. yeah. Um. But that I mean that, that what was interesting about that deal was that deal came out. Um, you know, the completion of that deal was announced. I think on the same day that Whole Foods, Amazon was announced, and quickly got lost. Right. <laughs> I know any other day, and that would have been big news. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think uh, one of our competitors might have alerted on that, just as all the Whole Foods, oh, really? Amazon alerts were coming across your phone. Uh. No, too bad. Tough yeah. to be you that day. Uh, is, is there anything else that we should be looking out for in terms of retail in the coming week? Um, well, there's a couple other specialty retailers they'll be reporting, and um, we can look out for like promotional activity. It's kind of the same narrative, what they're doing to improve their buzzword here, omni-channel capabilities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the most part, I think the big ones next week are um, Home Depot, Target and Walmart. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, you also have Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, you have Staples. You have TJX, Urban Outfitters, um, L Brands. I'm trying to think. Oh, in non-retail earnings because there are it, – It's a couple no, in there. A couple in there. You do have Cisco right. and Alibaba. Alibaba is on Thursday. Cisco is on Wednesday. Yeah. And Gap, Foot Locker on Friday. Gap on Thursday. Ross Stores on Thursday. So still, I think I've got. I think I've. Got, I just named every company reporting next week. No dog days. Uh, no. If you are trying to trade any of those stocks. Yeah, if you're a retail investor, stay around next week. Right. All right, uh, Khadija Saftar. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Good to thank have you. you. We'll have to have you back. Uh, hey, oh, that's the end of the podcast, isn't it? Yes, it is. Wow, so exciting. I don't want to end it, but I guess we have to. Listen, everyone, thank you for listening. As always, we do appreciate it, and we will talk to you soon. Follow The Wall Street Journal on your favorite podcast app. Search WSJ on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, 
Stitcher, and any Amazon Alexa device. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.